Yo, what is up? Hey, everyone. My name is hey. John. My name is Arvin. And I'm Brenda. Wow. And this is Behind the Scenes. Of our best days. We're so happy that you guys have joined us. This yeah. is season six. Season wow. six. Season six. Season six. Yes, we've done wow. six of these. And as you guys can see, if you are just listening, you yeah. should actually watch it. Because yeah. we are in a mm. different physical location than what we usually are in. Yeah. We are here with Dr. Brenda Coomer Black. Hello. Yay. Yay. Dr. Brenda. Yeah. She is my personal therapist yeah. so that mm. I don't jump off a bridge or nice. I don't want that to be a trigger. No, for yeah, me. No. sorry. But anyways, <laughs> and I have a blanket on my lap because I have shorts on. It would be inappropriate to be R-rated. For modest. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. But we just thought uh, Miss Brenda ha- agreed, Dr. Brenda agreed to come on here Yeah. Um, to kind of talk through mental and emotional health. As you guys know, our podcast is about behind the scenes of our best days. Yeah. We both work at Victory. Yes. Brenda has worked in ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. She's done a lot of different things, and you'll hear from that in just a moment. But one thing that we are really big on is what does it look like behind the scenes of mm-hmm. ministry? Yeah. Whether you are going to church currently, or you don't go to church, or you're a believer, or you're thinking about becoming a believer. Yeah. Um, this is for everyone, mm-hmm. uh, and it's really wonderful because we are very complex individuals. And so, anyways, that's right. Um, we are. Brenda, do you want to just give them yeah. like a download of where we yes. are, what, how you got here? Oh man, yeah. short version. Sure. Um, I got here. Okay, it was my mid thirties. I went through a divorce. Yeah. Became a single mom of three kids, and had been in full time ministry prior to that. And was like, okay, what am I going to do? Yeah. What's what's in front of me? Yeah. And actually, can I continue in ministry now as a single divorced woman, mm-hmm. which was another crisis of sure. mine that what, I had to really walk through. That? Oh, Lord. Oh, boy. I was 36 and mm-hmm. I'm 54 now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do the math. Sure. Mm-hmm. I, but like, I'm sure, like, was it like taboo? Oh, gosh. Back, because yeah. I mm-hmm. feel like mental and emotional health is really ramped up where people really are like owning their story mm-hmm. and really like, you know, they're yeah. more upfront within the last six years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I can't imagine, yeah. you know, during that time being divorced and being like, yeah, yeah. I still want to be in ministry. Yes. Mm-hmm. I am a woman. Mm-hmm. The gifts and call of God are without reproach, right. but how does that work? Yeah. You're, wow. you're now, mm-hmm. and I, you're right as a female, it, it that's also a, a different mm-hmm. journey. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, so for me at that point in my life, um, and I had done a lot of pastoral counseling and, mm-hmm. um, helped a lot of women in particular yeah. through a number of, of different, mm-hmm. you know, issues in their lives. But mm-hmm. I kind of went through a time like what, yeah. you know, what's ahead for me. And mm-hmm. so that's when I went back to school yeah. and started, um, kind of moving. And honestly, I didn't want to do this yeah. <laughs> professionally or as a licensed individual. Cause I'm like, these people are crazy. <laughs> the, Some therapists, yeah. I'm like, oh, oh my sure. gosh. Like, yeah. whoa. Like, you know, but I felt like the Lord said to me, this is your path and I want you to do it intentionally different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Taking the spirit part and the yeah. ministry and the pastoral and the faith and the word part right. of it and combining it with the actual training in mental health mm-hmm. and having that mm-hmm. understanding and mm-hmm. like kind of 
Mm. You know, marrying those two. Sure. And so I'm like, okay, yeah, we need that. Was there a gap you observed between like every pastoral counselor I've met has been a very well-intentioned, biblically literate person. Okay. But then when you study to become a licensed professional mm-hmm. therapist, mm-hmm. Uh, was there a gap of understanding between the two mm-hmm. that you're aware of now? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, really understanding the soulish realm. Mm-hmm. On a level that, you know, I'm like, oh, wow. I mean, God made us incredibly intricate beings. Mm -hmm. And it's not just our spirit man. It's it's understanding our emotional being, Mm -hmm. our mental being, our Mm -hmm. hardwiring, our, like, like we had mentioned talking prior to this, you know, the body keeps the score. Yeah. So our physical being and how it holds trauma and all of those things. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I I was like, oh my, I mean, light bulbs were going on left and right. And it also caused me to kind of go back to the word and go okay wait a second lord what do yeah. you mean by this right you know right, kind of dig right. in a little bit so deeper. you probably saw new things in the bible because you were seeing new things within yourself absolutely wow so that's something anyone who is mm-hmm. listening or if you're mm-hmm. watching yeah that's like the first tidbit the more you get to know yourself yeah the actually mm-hmm. the more revelatory the bible becomes and it's not that's because right. there's something in the bible that wasn't there before mm-hmm. it's right, that there's right. something in you, you. that mm-hmm. you did not so notice good. before that's so right good, John. that's right so yeah. Yeah. miss brenda it, mm-hmm. you went through all of this yeah. and now here you are today you have your own practice mm-hmm. 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 That's amazing. What's the name yeah. of it? Hope Forward. Hope Forward. Hope Forward That's Counseling. Hope Forward Counseling. Yeah, thank and, you. And, um, you know, I, I see her once a week. Arvin has a separate therapist, so we really are big believers in it. Mm-hmm. Now, because you are here and it's Hope Forward and you are a spirit-filled believer, yeah. you have people who come to you that are spirit-filled, some people that aren't saved sure. or, or wouldn't call themselves belie- right, right. believers. Yep are non-churchgoers you also um you also deal with ministers and pastors yep. people who actually are leaders yeah, yeah. of organizations yeah. yeah that call themselves like i'm a spiritual leader of an organization yes wow. like what is that like yeah well let me let me preface that by saying um i was in full-time ministry going through a personal crisis mm-hmm. and I needed a safe place to go. And I went to somebody in the church who I had been working with in a pastoral position Mm -hmm. and opened up the pain and hurt that was happening in my own life, believing it was confidential. Mm. And it ended up being turned and used against me. Wow, wow, wow. And that created you know, where a, a place in me, like, I'm like, who's safe? Yeah, where can I go right. and really get the support yeah. and the, you know, yeah. all that I need? Yeah. Um, so that, that kind yeah. of shifted me a little sure. bit where, you yeah, know, I then it, I moved into going back to school and yeah. getting my degrees and, and yeah. doing that to be able to do this professionally, because right. as a professional therapist, obviously you yeah. have, uh, you're bound to confidentiality. It's yes. part of our ethics. Yes. Uh, but that's that's kind of you know in a, a roundabout way. Am I answering your question? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mentioned pastors. You had some statistics. That yeah, you said specifically. I do. Because mm. I know in this world and age, if you just if you look on social yep. media, you hear about oh, there was this pastor that failed in his marriage, or a pastor mm-hmm. that embezzled, blah blah blah, yeah. or, yeah. or yeah. something. You know, mm-hmm. you had some stuff, and I'm like. Okay, there is a spiritual attack, but also, like, practically speaking, if you're a pastor, you are put into a position mm-hmm. where you're not allowed to be mean. 
Right. You're not allowed to do, like, you're not allowed to right. be human. Yeah. That's the thing right there. And so really, mm. I'm like, yeah. is it a spiritual attack or is it just this dumb box yeah. that people mm. have put pastors yeah. in where it's like, mm -hmm. you're not allowed to be human. You have to right. be perfect. You have to know everything about the Bible. And that causes, like, of course that would cause you to crumble because it's the pressure. Right. Um, anyway, so what were you saying? Absolutely. That dumb box. Yeah. And I think pastors and, you know, spiritual leaders put themselves in that box too mm -hmm. because of the the pressure to perform, mm -hmm. to be perfect, to <sighs> yeah. function at a level that is not human. Right. Mm. Right. I mean, yeah. you yeah, know, what's absolutely. human? Right. Human, we struggle. Yeah. We have weaknesses. We mm -hmm. have mental health issues. We have a behind depression. the scenes. Yeah. yeah. We all do. Yeah. And, you know, um, I re I mean, I since I knew we were doing this today, I, I was like, okay, I need to make sure that I know the latest statistic mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. depression in particular. Mm -hmm. And it's four out of every ten people. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. almost Mercy. fifty I mean yeah. Yeah. almost fifty percent really yeah. wow. are struggling with some kind of depression yeah. or depressive symptoms that are showing up in their lives. Yeah. You guys know anxiety mm -hmm. is at an all time high. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I feel like people that never previously felt like they experienced anxiety mm -hmm. are walking in anxiety. Yeah. Um, and so pastors, ministers, and people that have to show up for others, mm -hmm. constantly giving, right? Mm -hmm. Constantly mm -hmm. taking care of others' needs or caregivers. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. know, also, I mean, the burnout rate is yeah. huge. Yeah, wow. Um, okay, let me read some of this. Sure, I, sure. I could yeah. talk for hours no, on course. this, honestly. 75% of pastors, of pastors, excuse me, report being extremely stressed. Wow. Ninety percent work between fifty-five to seventy-five hours per week. Man. Ninety percent feel fatigued and worn out every week. Mm -hmm. Seventy percent say that they're grossly underpaid, which mm -hmm. creates other stress. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ninety-one percent have experienced some form of burnout in ministry, and eighteen percent say that they are fried to a crisp right now. Wow. Um, Seventy percent of pastors say that they have a lower self-esteem now than they did when they entered ministry. Mm -hmm. I believe that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Tell me why. I think because you know Arvin's dad is a pastor and a mm -hmm. minister. Mm -hmm. My dad, a pastor and minister. My dad, pastor and minister. Wow, interesting. Yeah, so yeah. we're all PKs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I feel like Caleb's. Caleb Your is dad, everybody uh, in this room <laughs> is a PK. Our producer, the guy filming mm -hmm. this, Caleb, his mm -hmm. he's also a PK. His yeah. parents are still in ministry in Vegas, yeah. which is just amazing. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I think for me, I I watched, you know, my dad, who I always viewed as perfect. Like yeah. it was crazy. That was the one thing at his funeral that mm -hmm. kept on coming up was everyone who spoke was like. He was, they were like, he was perfect. Mm. And, and in my mind, I was like, I watched him behind the scenes. And he like, in my mind, I was like, how did he do it? Mm -hmm. And then I found out later, my mom was like, oh, he struggled with all of these things. Mm -hmm. And it was eating him alive. And mm -hmm. it actually, it actually helped um, speed up the cancer in his life physically. Wow. 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 So the body kept wow. count. Yep. Yep. Literally, yep. the doctor said, whenever he passed away, the doctor said he lived two people's lives mm. in the life of one. Wow. So my dad passed away at 57. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, wow. so perfect does have a um, due date. Due date, mm. price, yeah. As, yeah. It has a price. Yeah. 
to where my dad was like, I want, yeah. he wanted to be there for all the kids stuff. And, uh, and so what I saw was, is it was like towards the end of his life. Um, I always thought he was a really awesome person. Mm-hmm. I actually couldn't really connect with him because I was always getting into trouble. Yeah. And I was like, I can't connect with my dad because he's like perfect. Mm-hmm. Like I never saw well, him sin. Right. Like he would yell. Or he would get upset. He wouldn't yell. He would raise his voice. That's right. Like literally, <laughs> hand on the Bible. I, I yeah. I'd never heard him yell. He would raise his voice, and then he would call me and go, "John, I was wrong. I apologize. So Will you forgive me?" Amazing. And I was like, "Well, yeah, but for once, could you just say, don't ask for forgiveness? That's not very manly. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I was like, anyways. Yeah. I say all that to say." That towards the end of his life, he was asked to be the interim president of Oral Roberts University whenever they were going through this thing. I was there. Wow. I was there with him. You did? Oh, yeah. Uh And I remember it was the first time I was older because I just graduated. I was just stepped out of ORU. Mm -hmm. And and my dad was like, I I found out through other people. And I came home and I saw him and he was like, I I don't know if, if I can do it. And I was like, it is a lot. I'm sure it's really tiring. And he's like, yeah. no, I don't know if mm. Billy Joe is Billy Joe enough mm. to do it. That was the first time I was like, I was like 24. And that was the first time I ever heard my dad talk like a human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but he was yeah. from that old school, right. you know, right. preacher day. Yeah. And so whenever you said about the self-esteem thing, mm-hmm. I remember that. Wow. Yeah. You know, and my brother is now the head pastor. Yep. Yeah. And so he, and he openly talks about in his sermons totally. yeah. about yeah. God always helping him through. Yeah. yeah. So I, that makes sense. The self-esteem thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think that there's a feeling, um, like you said, that you can't be human. Yeah. You got to keep the mask on the persona of, I have it together because I have to have it together in order to help you. Mm, that's right. I can't really help you if I don't have it together. Right. But is that true? Wrong. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, I don't think it's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, I no, we mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm, that mm-hmm, you're like, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You're like holding it down to me. I know, like, wait, is it? Is it? We're in the like, like, oh, like, well, wait a second. Wait a second. No, for yeah. real. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I even think um biblically, like the people we admire, the stories that we tell ourselves, yes. the Moses, yeah. the yeah. Noah, the David. You look at the behind the scenes of these guys' lives. Mm-hmm. I think of Noah in particular, like Mm. there's a reason that dude got drunk naked and passed out in a cave after everything went down. You know what I mean? And I think people, if Noah existed now, he'd be this renowned leader that accomplished whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you go, well, hold on a second. Like him and his three sons had some beef afterward and they had some stuff they had to figure out and there was stuff to uh, navigate. And I'm not saying we should, uh, condone that and go right. oh it's okay i guess i can have a porn issue on the side right. and i guess i have right. these you know we've right. seen that go poorly for leaders as well yeah but in order to do it correctly or to do it uh, even that's a wrong term to do it in a way that's life-giving yeah that's uh, good. i wonder about if it were more normal if it were more accepted like you have a dentist you have a yeah. primary care physician yep do you have a mental health professional yes and i think the the undertone of this episode really at least in my heart is the people who listen to this who don't necessarily feel comfortable yet Mm -hmm. getting into a space like this Mm -hmm. because they have some concerns about what that might look and feel Mm -hmm. like or even the cost or whatever yeah what would you say to those people who are on the fence a little nervous but they're like maybe i do need a mental health professional yeah i would say give it a give it a try Mm -hmm. but i go 
and yeah. seek counseling. I go to a therapist yeah. weekly so or every. So a therapist day. goes to absolutely. A therapist. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I need that support. Right. I think that, um, honestly, you know, the stigma, like, like what, what's preventing you from making mm-hmm. that that yeah. step or taking sure. that step step to get the support that you need? Is yeah. it? you know, old stereotypes and mindset. Mm-hmm, is it mm-hmm. pride? Mm, interesting. Is it, you know, um, well, you know, or, or, you know, I will, I will say this, there, there are those of, that have had really bad experiences sure, with sure. therapists that really aren't, yeah. um, yeah. skilled. Sure, sure. And, um, and I, I think it's important if you go for the first time to see someone, mm-hmm. you should feel that connection mm-hmm. within that first session. Yeah. So here's what I hear. Well, I didn't really feel it, but I tried three, four, five, six times. And, you know, I'm hoping like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. That should be there pretty yeah, quickly. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't mean that they're your best friend, sure. but it does mean that you feel that <laughs> yeah. kind of a, a therapeutic connection that you right. can be honest and real. Mm-hmm. And so, and I'll tell my clients, sometimes it's not even about me hearing. Mm-hmm. It's about them saying. That's right. They need yeah. to get it out into mm-hmm. the open, out of the dark recesses mm-hmm. of their soul, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, and let it out mm-hmm. and bring it into the light mm-hmm. and get shame out, yeah. get shame off and yeah. deal with the truth, yeah. whatever that is. Yeah. And, you know, God has a path forward. Mm-hmm. He has a way to bring us into freedom. Mm-hmm. That's always his plan. Mm-hmm. But we got we have to get it into the light. That's right. So, and do it in a safe, secure environment that you're not judged. There's zero, if there's ever judgment, you Mm -hmm. will not find freedom. That's right. So, wow, hold on, hold on. Okay. I want you guys to write that down. If there's ever judgment, pull your car over. Pull your car over. Get this tattooed yeah. on your yeah. lower back. It's on mine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if there's ever judgment, you won't find freedom. That's so true. Where that's there's so judgment, true. you won't find freedom. Man. So that's also, I mean, that's a good thing to think through mm-hmm. in friendships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the church God has called you to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, ministry, pe- people in your life, mm-hmm. you know, and unfortunately, even parental figures in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're like, why do I have this? Why do I always get upset when I talk to X, Y, and Z parent? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, if there's judgment, you don't feel free around them. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Anyways, it's just yeah. interesting. It's really yeah. good. You had some questions that you. I did. Okay. You, I don't want to jump on what you're about to say. Yeah. No, I mean, you're fine. No, I was going to say also don't judge yourself. Mm, interesting. I think that, like, for me, I walk in mostly. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm pretty harsh on myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So learning how to release that and mm-hmm. challenge that within myself yeah. and, and with my therapist, I talk through that. Is Absolutely. this is this healthy? Right. You right, know, right. how am I how am yeah. I viewing that? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But no, I do have something. But you you no, ask. What, what are you well, read? I you know I I'm thinking about the pastor in California that I think it was about four years ago now, three mm-hmm. four years ago yeah. that uh, was mega church young pastor at mm-hmm. 30 years old had two little kids beautiful yeah. wife. 30 years old, committed suicide. Right. And, uh, you know, he was openly honest about a struggle with depression. Mm-hmm. He preached sermons on it. He yeah. did. He did. And he tried to get the help. And I, I don't fully know the story of, uh, you mm-hmm. know, because I didn't know him personally mm-hmm. of what that help looked like. Yeah. But uh, in the end, he committed suicide. Yeah. And I think so much of it is because there's shame mm-hmm. on us, especially as ministers and yeah. leaders and people that should have should yeah. have it together. Yeah. Um, you know, we can't struggle with mental health issues. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. I, I don't have enough faith mm-hmm, mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. I'm dealing with anxiety or depression. I'm not casting my cares on the Lord. We, you know, we throw out, throw out these little coin scriptures sure, sure. that have power in them, yeah. but they 
it's that's not the full picture because mm-hmm. there's some things happening physiologically in our brains and mm-hmm. we might need medication mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that's one mm-hmm. reason why i loved oral roberts so yeah much. absolutely Here, healing evangelist god yeah. can heal you yeah. he'll lay hands on you and you're going to be healed and you can be healed and set right. free yet he started a hospital yeah. and a, a you know a doctor a school of, a medicine. School of yeah. medicine yeah and and you know city of faith which right. was a, a mega hospital right you know to help people through through medication yeah, yeah. so it doesn't take away God's power and ability Absolutely. to heal, mm-hmm. but he also created us, you mm-hmm. know, with the ability to understand mm-hmm. we need to take care of some things in yeah. in the other realms of our lives, yeah. not just, you know, not yeah. just the spiritual component, mm-hmm. the whole man, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of people who, uh, actually that's a, I say that to sound like it's not just me. Um, I'm I know I, a lot of people. That's do. my defense mechanism. <laughs> and my therapist will hear me say that and go, "Oh yeah, how many?" I go, uh, "Right now, it's me." But I personally, I'll say, I'll take myself as an example. Mm. I grew up half a mile from Victory, mm. and my parents are pastors, Iranian pastors. They have uh, TV programs for Persian believers around the world, so we have simultaneous like local small church Iranians meeting, like twenty five, thirty of us meeting in one of the rooms at this mega church in Tulsa and the Tulsa culture is what it is. My dad's got this crazy testimony. And so I'm raised with this, uh, huge, like planet sized assumption Mm. about what that must be like to be on that platform, to execute those gifts. And I felt very certain, 11, 12, 13, 14 years old, mm-hmm. I want to be on that platform delivering a very powerful message like my dad was doing. Like I, I watched an unprecedented amount of yeah. like attention, incidental fame yeah. happen for yeah. this guy. Yeah. And knowing my dad, he was the antithesis of ambition. He never looked for opportunities. Frankly, and I think he'd like that I say this, he didn't even know how. Really? Mm. And then I grow up watching that and going, okay, we've got this beautiful story of how he escapes prison and persecution in Iran and certain death and whatever. I can milk this for attention. Mm. I can milk our process and make a, I can leverage it. Yeah. And then, and what I'm trying to get to is what I think a lot of people, I do believe actually a lot of people um, who watch our podcast, listen to it, comment on it, who go to churches all over the country who listen, there is a massive discrepancy between the way you feel when you see someone doing what you want to do yeah. and what the way you feel when you're doing it. And that mm-hmm. space in between is where a lot of religious trauma takes place. Yeah. A lot of offense and bitterness takes place. And then ultimately this feeling of like, I guess I'm not cut out for this. Mm. Not realizing that by their own standard, mm. even Jesus himself is not qualified for what they think they're supposed to be good at doing. Mm. Even the guy who took margin and took rest and sometimes disappointed people and told them things they didn't want to hear in that moment. Um, so I'm curious your thoughts about that gap and religious trauma in general when you counsel people. And I understand it's confidential, but I imagine over the course of several years of experience, you've seen a theme or a pattern among people who feel a pressure to be professional Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you care to share about any of that? Whew. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's, that's a loaded topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so the sad thing is, is we're not called to be professional Christians. Mm. Yeah. 
being a Christian isn't a professional right. uh, status. Wow. It's a lifelong journey, a pursuit of knowing mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that just kind of messed up yeah. in and of itself yeah. in my mind. Right. But honestly, Arvin, I probably mm-hmm. did that. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I definitely did that yeah. for a while. Do you know why you did? Um, I was a pastor's kid. Yeah. And it was a part of my right. my home culture, mm-hmm. it, expectations, uh-huh. per, also performance. Sure. You know, I knew that I felt loved when I performed. Yeah. Whoa. Um, Whoa. I grew up with a microphone in my hand. Totally. I have a whole yeah. thing around that. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I, I felt like, and I... I think, even though I always knew God just loved me, For I sure. always walked in that daughtership with him that was yeah. really uniquely special. Sure. Um, I think I also did fall into the lie that he would love me more right. or, you know, I guess more right. Right. if if I was a professional Christian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, right. you know, I think that uh, where I see, I see a lot of spiritual trauma mm-hmm. uh, when uh, with, with people and, and, you know, I see it show up with little blanket, again, little blanket scriptures mm-hmm. that put this pressure of mm-hmm. expectation of I'm not loved by God if this, wow. or, right, you know, right. I'm not accepted. I'm not good enough. I'm not, you know, yeah. um, and then, then there's actual real mm-hmm. spiritual trauma of people that have mm-hmm. been in, yeah churches right. in ministry leadership right. positions yeah. that they've been abused in that wow. position. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I do think it's, you know, this is one of my pet peeves. Mm. I, I don't think it's okay to, so this is way back in the day. Sure. Uh, and this is no longer as much now, but back in the day, two for the price of one, hmm. you know, you get the, you get the husband and you have the wife too. So right. the youth pastor, yeah, he's yeah, the youth yeah. pastor, but she's doing is just yeah. as much work yeah, 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 two yeah, for the yeah. price wow. of one. Right. right. And, and that, that feels mm-hmm. a little bit abusive to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and churches would yes. hire the youth pastor right. knowing good and well yeah. that the wife would put in 40 hours. Oh, and the expectation is she should be, she has to be there with him mm-hmm. and she doesn't get paid. She doesn't get recognized, wow, yeah. you know, but yeah. she better, she better do that. And right. she feels like that's a part of being a good wife, oof, oof, oof. a good, you know, and meeting yeah. the needs. The needs are always there. Yeah. You know, so. Wow. And oh, I know. I know my mom felt that. Oh, I'm sure. sure she absolutely. Yeah. And so did my mom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so did his mom. Yeah. And my mom. My mom for sure. <laughs> they all did. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's wow. right. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. You know, I, I recently, and I, you know, with no names disclosed, sure. and this, this, this was a little, a minute ago. Sure. Um, I had a client who was at a, a different state, a very well-known large church. Mm-hmm. She did an internship mm-hmm. and ended up being sexually abused yeah. by one of the leaders. Yeah. Mm. Uh, she was younger at the time, yeah, earlier yeah. 20s. Right. And, um, you know, he he leveraged his right. power. Power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And his spiritual influence right. over her. Absolutely. And abused right. her as a result of that. Wow, and so those things yeah. happen. Terrible. Yeah. yeah. And so you're yeah. having to walk through that with her and mm-hmm. and also, like, I mean... I'm a guy, so I don't know if it's my place to say this, but you're having to talk to her about like 
pastors are not the problem. This guy sucks. Right. Yeah. That's right. Not God. Oh, that's right. Not, not God church, and not, not the church. No, so not generally. We love humans. pastors, right. humans. Yeah, this yeah, particular yeah. human yeah. who happened to be in ministry. Right, right, right. right. Absolutely. But not generally, no. And no, I, I love the church. I of love course. pastors. I of love right. ministry. Like, I love you're God. Having, you're that's right. Sort that out. Yeah, because I believe in the world, people have issues Right. with a... Whenever I say megachurch, mm-hmm. a larger ministry, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Southwest Baptist, or, or right. anything, right. people have an issue with a organization mm-hmm. because it's easier to blame a big organization. It is, it mm-hmm. is. or they have an issue with God. Mm-hmm. Right. God isn't real because, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then they will have a very convincing story mm-hmm. if you don't know your Bible mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that it's like mm-hmm. you were hurt by a individual. individual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or a group of people. Right, mm-hmm. right. But really, it's it's usually an individual yeah. who called themselves a follower of God mm-hmm. and who was in leadership. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And yep. so having to walk people through that is just always such, I'm sure, a unique thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's easier to, you know, make a blanket statement and kind of hide under that instead yeah. of, you know, dealing with mm-hmm. tweezing it out and realizing it is just the individual. Yeah. And, you know, this is what happened. And, right. you know, but it's harder. It's harder to trust as a result. Of course. Yeah. It's harder to maybe re enter yeah. a yeah, healthy I'm, walk. I'm sure if you go into another church yeah. and whoever gets up on stage, you're looking at them with absolutely. this like, of course. prove to me yeah. that you're not scum. Yeah. Show me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah absolutely. So, yeah, sure. it's very understandable to feel right. that way, right. especially. Oh my goodness! After being absolutely hurt, yeah, yeah, by yep. someone in that position, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. So because we have to bring this to a close, Darn like, it. what would you? I know, <laughs> yeah. But like, what would you say to people who are listening, whether they are mm-hmm. believers or non-believers, mm-hmm. whether they are in a church, they're searching for a church, okay? You know, kind of like, or we also have people from other churches and they are on worship team or they're in yeah. creative departments or mm-hmm. they're pastors. Yes. Yeah. They're, they're ministry leaders. Mm-hmm. What is some things that you would say to them? Something that maybe you wish you knew mm-hmm. whenever you were in. Well, yeah. Okay. Like I wish I knew fill in the blank whenever you initially started this. Right. I wish I knew that I could find a safe place to be honest and real. Mm-hmm. And it would move me into the freedom that I longed for. Wow, yeah. I wish I knew that there is a greater understanding that I could have of the whole person mm-hmm. and the comprehension of all those parts mm-hmm. and bring them together yeah. to move me into that freedom. That's wonderful. Yeah. and. You know, I would just tell anyone there is more freedom. Mm-hmm. There's more freedom. There's more freedom Available. for me, yeah. for you, for, right? right? right. We do, and God has that mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. And I do believe that there is something almost supernatural mm-hmm. about stepping in mm-hmm. to a new place of of opening your soul. Yeah. You know, of therapy, being yeah. willing to yeah. go into a counselor's office or right. online or however you want to do it yeah. and open your, bear your soul right. and let God meet you in that place in a new way. Totally. Um, I would just encourage everybody to try that. I do want to say this. I do want to distinguish. There is Same. a difference mm-hmm. between Christian therapy mm-hmm. and secular therapy. Sure. Now, I think the tools can be good in secular therapy as well. Sure. 
but be careful yeah. who you subject yourself to sure. because there is a lot of influence. I, mm-hmm. I have recognized I have a lot of influence sitting in this chair. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so I want to be always submitted yeah. to God in that and yeah. be really aware. And, you know, one of my biggest things is, you know, having discernment mm-hmm. and letting that be a part of the process as yeah. I'm trying to guide people into truth. Yeah. So, um, you wow. know, there is a there is yeah. a differentiation between that. There's also people that are therapists that are Christians, but they are not necessarily Christian therapists. Mm-hmm. Meaning, that sure. makes sense. Yeah. Sure. So, yeah, and that's okay too. Sure. Um, sure. I incorporate God in this. They're yeah. not going to come in for a sermon. This sure. is not church. Yeah. This is therapy. So yeah. we're going to do the work right. here in a different way. But uh-huh. um, you know, so I I would just challenge people to. Mm-hmm. To take the step, right? Look and, and seek, and you will find. Yeah, wow. Seek and you will. Yeah, find. knock and and the door will be open. Yeah, that's really good, Beautiful. and it's wonderful whenever you say that scripture, that it actually it's like that is a a mirror scripture. When you look at that scripture, the yeah. Bible reads yeah. you, mm-hmm. and so yeah. that scripture is actually saying talking to you. Mm-hmm. Knock and the door will be open. Yes. Yeah. You yeah. seek and you will find. Seek within. Yes. Mm-hmm. With all thine getting, get. Wisdom and understanding. Wisdom and understanding. Mm-hmm. And understanding, as we've talked about this before on previous podcasts, is just the more you understand yourself, mm-hmm. the more the Bible will jump out at you. It's true. And you'll be able to live in freedom. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, as Brenda was saying, having a safe place. Arvin, do you have anything? No, I think this has been really helpful. and Thought-provoking. I hope you have a lot to think about as you're listening to this, watching this. So let us know what you guys thought about this episode. Thank you so much for being yeah. with yeah. us today. Thank you to Brenda for taking your Thank time. You, Thank you, Miss Brenda. Uh, thanks Everyone for having clap, me. Yeah, clap on, clap yeah. in front of your phone yeah. like this. <laughs> Wherever you're, even if you're on the treadmill, just clap out loud in the gym, really loud, and scream. Woo! <laughs> pump your fist. We love you guys. We'll see yes. you next time. Thanks so Thank much. You. See you. Bye. Bye.